What up, listeners? Thank you for joining us again at the Hypnotic Awareness Podcast. I'm Ashley. I'm Kwesi. And I'm Allie Mae. And today on episode four, we're going to be talking about the first session protocol, at least our style. So first and foremost, what we want everyone to know is anyone can be hypnotized for absolutely anything. People seek hypnotherapy for numerous reasons, such as whether they want to stop smoking, whether they want to improve their self-esteem, whether they want to lose weight, you name it, you, hypnotherapy can help you. And so before the first session, all three of us offers a free consultation uh, just to discuss your goal, um, get it down to like one sentence so that when it's time for the first session, we're ready to roll and start working. And, you know, free consultations just also make sure that we vibe. Ashley offers in-person and virtual appointments, and Kwesi and I are both offering virtual appointments, and that includes the free consultation as well. Yes, absolutely. And one of our most um, frequently asked questions is, what is hypnosis? So hypnosis is basically a natural state of mind where your critical factor is relaxed. So you don't hear that little voice in your head judging every little thing, piece of information that comes to you. Hypnosis is a learned skill. So it does take practice to get good at it. And Mm -hmm. hypnotherapy is an educational and self-improvement process that facilitates access to internal resources, um, you know, going within that assists you in solving your problems, helps you to increase motivation, alter your behavior patterns so that you can create the positive change that you desire. Yeah, and us being the hypnotherapist, we're not the only one with a role when you're in therapy. You actually have a role yourself and you would be considered the co-therapist. And your role is to make sure that you do everything that you need to do to achieve your goal. Absolutely. So the three of us practice something called integral hypnotherapy, which I know we've we've touched on before in previous episodes. But just to reiterate, I always like to tell my clients, like, it means that you play an integral role in your hypnotherapy. So we're writing suggestions and you're literally approving every word so that when we go to program these affirmations into your subconscious mind, that critical factor, that inner critic in your conscious mind isn't waking you up and saying like, whoa, I would never use that word. So the cool thing too about integral hypnotherapy is that it's the only hypnotherapy methodology that has been scientifically validated by the National Institutes of Health. So that's super cool. It's a very collaborative process. Um, It takes two of us. It's not like your traditional therapy where one comes in and they see a therapist and, you know, the therapist is just guiding them. This process actually requires us to have a collaborative relationship Thus making having a rapport, developing a good rapport. And, you know, like Ali said, when we came on, you know, making sure that we vibe. Um, That's the most important part right there is making sure that we establish rapport um, early on so that throughout the process, you just easily achieve your goal. And that's what we want. We want our clients to know that when you come in to you know, achieve your goal, or when you come in with a goal, we want you to be successful. 
Absolutely. Your, your comfort is our biggest concern because if you're not comfortable, um, you're not going to allow yourself to get to the state we need you to be in to achieve those goals that you're working towards. Yeah. So when we, when we meet and when we talk, we kind of gauge whether, you know, you are ready to actually achieve your goal. Um, we ask our clients to let us know specifically what they want to achieve. And then we discuss if you really want to change, we weigh our options. For example, one of my clients initially came in to me to seek weight management, hypnotherapy. And we realized as we were progressing along the weight management protocol that she had other issues, which was she was unable to set boundaries for herself, which actually interferes with her setting boundaries for herself when eating. So we kind of have to gauge whether or not you are ready for your goal before we get started. Right. There might be other things that we have to work on before we get to your bigger goal, underlying issues that may be contributing to the problem itself might have to be dealt with before your initial goal. Yeah. And these things are unconscious. Um, you know, we don't know these things. We don't have, sometimes we don't have the words to express what is behind the reason why we can't stop smoking or lose weight. Um, these things are unconscious and us being trained in this, we are able to really pinpoint what a client really needs before they get to their goal. So that's why it's really important for one to work with a certified hypnotherapist. And something too that I'd like to point out that just kind of reminded me, Ashley, when you mentioned stopping smoking, like as long as you have an emotionalized desire for the change, then the hypnotherapy is going to work. But let's say you're coming in because your significant other or even your doctor wants you to quit smoking, it's a really good chance that it's just the protocols just aren't going to work for you. Even if you think that you want to quit for your kids, but you really don't want to quit, then it's really just kind of like a waste of your time because you really need to have that emotionalized desire to be able to change. Yes. You have to come ready. You have to come ready for the work that's involved um, and everything that comes with, with hypnotherapy, you have to be open. And when we talk about goals, like very much the academy, uh, where we had our education, they, they drilled into us chunking the goals down. So if you're confused about exactly what you want to work on, we're trained professionals, we can help you get there. We can help you chunk it down so that, you know, it just doesn't seem like such a big problem issue for you to have to focus on, we'll be able to help you minimize that into like a one or two sentence goal. And then we'll just kind of follow you and how you're progressing week by week. Yeah. And ultimately what one needs in order to achieve their goal is the desire for it. Once you desire it and you really want it, and there's this emotional force behind that thing that you want, you're going to get it. And we're here to help you do that very easily and very grace gracefully. Um, so yeah, we kind of stress the importance of our clients being ready for their goal, our clients being in alignment with their goal. Yes. So what do we do when we finally meet? So we start off with educating you. And the first part of the education process is 
letting you know that there are lots of myths associated with hypnotherapy. However, we debunk all the myths. Um, a lot of people think that hypnosis is mind control and you know, you're going to be barking like a dog and doing all kinds of things that you don't want to do. Fucking like a chicken, giving away your bank information. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hypnosis is not mind control at all. It is actually gaining control of your mind and actually taking back your power to control what you want in your life. Another thing too, is the fact that hypnosis and hypnotherapy, it's not a truth serum. Mm -hmm. You're not going to come here and go into a state of hypnosis and ever say anything out loud that you would never want to say out loud. Obviously, you know, there's a certain level of trust that needs to be established for you to be able to tell us, you know, what you want to tell us, but it's, that's not going to be hypnosis. That's going to be coming from the rapport that we establish with one another and the trust. So just wanted to put that out there. Hypnosis is not a truth serum. We're not putting you in a state of hypnosis to hear all your deep, dark secrets that you don't want to share. Exactly. The entire time you are fully aware um, you know what's going on and you'll be comfortable. Yeah. And you wouldn't do anything that you wouldn't normally do, whether you're in the state of hypnosis or not, anything that you do, you would do it in person. And, um, the thing about entertainment hypnosis, a lot of people don't know that, you know, these people who get up on stage and do these crazy acts, they agree to do it, whether unconsciously or consciously they agree to participate they actually volunteer to do it therefore what they do is really in their control and you know they have total control of what they do and not do and another thing that people may question is can I get stuck in hypnosis absolutely not you can simply count yourself out you can simply open your eyes at any time. Another question too is like, what if I'm too analytical or what if I think too much? Um, yeah, a lot of us think a lot of the time and we're afraid that maybe we can't meditate or go into a state of hypnosis because we're constantly thinking. So one of the things I like to share with my clients is just, especially when you're starting off practicing hypnosis, since it is a skill to be practiced, uh, just literally repeat everything I say while I'm hypnotizing you in your mind. So when I say relaxation coming into your neck and shoulders, literally think to yourself, my neck and my shoulders are relaxing now. And then you're going to give that inner critic, the monkey mind, a job. Mm -hmm. So during the education process, not only do we debunk the myths, but we talk about the model of the mind. Yeah, so there's something called the Integral Hypnotherapy Model of the Mind, which was established by our teachers, Tim and Angelus, Merman Sierra. And this is something that the three of us show you during the first session and break it down and really break down how hypnosis works. And it's the triune model of the mind because it consists of three levels of mind, our conscious mind, our subconscious mind, and our superconscious mind. Yeah, and our conscious mind is that everyday mind. It's the mind that we use every day, all the time. It's the analytical reasoning mind. It contains the critical factor, um, that chatterbox in our head that questions everything before we accept it. Um, it is where our willpower is created. It is where we store our five senses. How do we know roses smell good? Because it is stored in our conscious mind. Yes. 
So moving on to our subconscious mind, our subconscious mind is where our emotions lie and where our emotions come from. It's the feelings mind. It doesn't know the difference between fact or fantasy. This is where you store your interpretations and your perceptions of a situation as memories. So this is where your memories lie. It stores programmed positive beliefs and limiting beliefs also about yourself, um, which really impact your results and how you, how you act every day. Yeah, so you're leading us right to the uh, Summerman Sierra results model. So basically that states that when a certain event occurs, we then form beliefs about ourselves or others, which then influence our emotions. Those emotions influence our behaviors, and then we see positive or negative results in our life. And so there's six different events, six different ways that we program our subconscious mind at a very early age that sticks with us the entirety of our lives until we reprogram our subconscious mind. So those six ways. Um, an event that occurs around an authority figure. So let's say we're in school, we ask a question, hey, I'm just not understanding this. And the teacher says, well, why aren't you understanding this? As a child, we might interpret that as, oh, I'm stupid, I'm dumb, I'm not worthy. When really the teacher was just trying to understand where you're struggling. Mm -hmm. Another way that programming occurs is peer groups. So whether our friends, you know, at an early age tell us that we're awesome or not so awesome, that goes in our subconscious mind. States of high emotion, again, positive or negative emotion. If you decide something about yourself, it's going to go into your subconscious mind. Repetition. You repeatedly tell yourself something, again, you're going to be programmed. Uh, when we say yes to something and when we agree to something, be careful, you are programming your subconscious mind. And lastly, the sixth way that programming occurs is the state of hypnosis. So between that state of hypnosis and the repetition, that's how we reprogram our subconscious mind in hypnotherapy. Yeah, so when Allie talks about programming, we like to think of an analogy of a computer system. So think of ourselves like a big computer, um, our experiences and how we feel about the experiences is what our programming consists of. So our programming is the software to a computer system. Like computers, they can be reprogrammed just like we can be reprogrammed. Yeah, so hypnotherapy actually allows you to go into your software system and reprogram it to your liking. That's the beauty of hypnotherapy. And so the third level of the mind is our super conscious mind. Um, this is our great problem solving intelligence that connects us to the universal mind. This is our higher conscious, our godlike state, our spirit. So once we get to a certain level of hypnosis, you activate that superconscious mind to guide you to the answers that you need. 
so yeah, so that is basically the triune model of the mind in a nutshell. And in our last episode, episode three, we talked about the law of correspondence. So just want to bring it all together that exists in our subconscious mind. And so whether those beliefs that we have in our subconscious mind about ourselves and our place in the world is positive or negative, that's going to influence the law of correspondence, what we project, what we attract, and what we transfigure. So by reprogramming those negative thoughts to positive thoughts, going back to the results model, your event is hypnosis, and you're going to start thinking these positive beliefs, which then influence positive emotions, influencing positive behaviors, and ultimately seeing positive results. So after the education process and we teach you how programming actually occurs, we then get into creating our suggestions before we get into hypnosis. Um, so creating suggestions, it's like we said earlier, it's very collaborative. Everything that we come up with, we come up with it together. Um, we like to have all of our suggestions has to be very, very, very specific to what you want. Um, and we always, creator suggestions, um, saying things that we want and not things that we do not want because the subconscious mind does not know the difference between fact or fiction. Therefore, we have to be very specific. And an example of that is um, you talk about your weight loss client who comes in and has an addiction to chocolate. Um, instead of saying, I no longer eat chocolate, the suggestion would be something like, I now enjoy eating fresh fruits and vegetables. And yeah, the, the suggestions are around things that we want, not no longer want. So also, in addition to writing these awesome, positive suggestions, we also like to write out some imagery together. Imagery is the language of the subconscious mind. And so by creating imagery of you successfully achieving your goal and inputting that into your subconscious mind during a state of hypnosis, you're actually tricking your subconscious mind to think that that is a memory that's already happened. So visualization and imagery is so beneficial to reaching your goals. Like Kwasi, what you always say is think it, speak it, feel it. Absolutely. And that also circles back to the law of correspondence. You know, what you're thinking and seeing in your mind is going to shape your reality. When we are, to circle back to suggestions, when we are writing your suggestions, these are basically affirmations. So we will be speaking in present tense terminology so that your subconscious recognizes this as fact already. So all of this circles back to the law of correspondence. So your subconscious is recognizing the imagery that you're putting into it and the suggestions slash affirmations that you're putting into it as fact. So that's going to shape your reality. Okay. So diving into the last part of the hypnotherapy session um, is the actual induction and being induced into hypnosis. We usually do that by doing something called fixed eye gaze, where you're looking up at a spot, taking a few deep breaths, closing your eyes, um, full body relaxation, head to toe, and then deepening with a 10 count. On the first session, that's usually that's usually what I do. Is that what you ladies do? Yes. Yeah. Same. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we get into the induction itself, us as a hypnotherapist, notice signs that you're in hypnosis by simple things like your eyelids start to flutter um, or you do like a deep hypnotic sigh, like, you know, um, swallowing a lot. Maybe your stomach starts to move around a little bit. So we look for these signs to make sure that you are going where you need to go. One of the signs that I know when I am in hypnosis is my my stomach starts to digest and I experience just a really, really high level of relaxation. But hypnosis, it's it's not like you are sleeping. You are you're mentally alert. It's very your body is relaxed, but your mind is hyper suggestible, meaning Anything that is inputted into your mind at this point is likely to stick and become a reality. So think about, um, for example, like when you try to take a nap, but you can't quite fall asleep. So you're hearing these outside noises, but you're still like in a deep state of relaxation. And that's actually hypnosis. Yes. So is daydreaming. Uh, When we daydream, you know, we're just we're we're up um but we're just so relaxed and so focused on what we're dreaming of yes I notice it like when I am reading a book or listening to music dancing even like something as simple as um watching a movie or driving sometimes you space out you know when you're driving and you get to where you go and you're like wow where was I the last few minutes you're in a state of hypnosis, right? So you're still operating a vehicle. So you're still with it. You know, you're not going under anything. You're just going into a very natural state of mind where you're very relaxed. Absolutely. So after we go through the induction, we get into suggestions where you will be repeating your suggestions and we get into the imagery And then we go into something called self-hypnosis. So we will be teaching you self-hypnosis while you are in hypnosis. Um, So how do we do that? I find it really beneficial to teach self-hypnosis while the client is already in a state of hypnosis, because a lot of time, this is the first time that they're being hypnotized by a professional. You really are kind of showing them how easy it is to go into a state of hypnosis while they're already hypnotized. And don't worry, it's nothing you have to memorize. We all send instructions on how to go into a state of hypnosis. And so once you learn um, how to go into self-hypnosis, this is something that you can practice at home on a daily basis, which helps you elevate your hypnosis experience. And you go into a state of self-hypnosis by taking three deep breaths, closing your eyes, turning your attention inward, relaxing your body fully from head to toe, and even doing a 10 count to deepen your hypnotic state. Yes. And just doing this simple act helps you to achieve your goal. Yeah. And like, kind of like what we said earlier, this is a very collaborative process. So the main reason, especially why we teach you self-hypnosis is so that you can do the work on your own and so that you can accomplish any other goal that you choose to accomplish with or without our help. 
Exactly. Like we always say, most clients reach their goals in three to eight sessions with us. And so I know I do this and I'm sure you ladies do this too. I'm always giving my clients tips on why we are writing suggestions the way we are writing suggestions so that, you know, months or years down the road, if there's something that, you know, you want to achieve with hypnotherapy, you're not codependent on the hypnotherapist. You can write these suggestions for yourself. This is literally, it's life-changing stuff. Once you learn hypnotherapy and the benefits of hypnotherapy and going into hypnosis, you're likely going to use it for a lot of your goals for the rest of your life. Yes. And it's so beneficial. So after we count you out or you count yourself out, whatever that may look like, we do a short debriefing. And what that consists of is just asking you, how was your experience? And, you know, when did you feel the deepest in hypnosis? And what helped? What didn't help? This is just kind of your feedback on how your experience was. So after we debrief, um, normally one of us would send you an audio, a hypnosis audio that you can listen to at home until you get comfortable with self-hypnosis and doing that on your own. Well, thank you guys for listening to the Hypnotic Awareness Podcast. Um, like, subscribe, we're on YouTube. We are on most of the podcast formats now. And kind of want to leave you guys with a quote. So watch your thoughts because they become your words. Watch your words for they become your actions. Watch your actions for they become your habits. Watch your habits for they become your character and watch your character for it will become your destiny. And that quote was written by Frank Outlaw. Woo woo. Thanks for listening, guys. Come back for our next episode. Bye. Thank you. Bye.